And good morning, NASCAR fans. Welcome to Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you. Talking about last night's NASCAR race there at Martinsville and the whole weekend at Martinsville, really. And a quite an exciting weekend, a quite an eventful Friday night there for the Xfinity Series. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But let's start out with the cup race, Brandon, from last night. William Byron wins there at Martinsville, leading 212 of the 400 and three laps uh, there at Martinsville. Joey Logano coming home second, Austin Dillon third, Ryan Blaney fourth, then Ross Chastain finishing out the top five. But uh, a race that wasn't eventful as we normally see there at, at Martinsville. Does that mean it was bad? Not not necessarily, but uh, just not as eventful as we normally see. You talk about uh, laps led. You have William Byron there with 212, uh, Chase Elliott there with 185, which means only six laps uh, to be shared by anyone else, and that was won by Austin Dillon and five laps led by Ryan Blaney. Not only that, only five lead changes and four cautions uh, there throughout the night. So, interesting, non-eventful kind of night there at Martinsville. We saw some beating and banging, maybe a couple of three-wide passes, but... Uh, not not a whole lot going on other than these guys getting out there, keeping their noses semi-clean, and William Byron dominating the second half of that race and getting the victory. Oh, yeah, PJ. I mean, you hit it on the head whenever you said <clears throat> pretty uh, uneventful Martinsville, which we're used to seeing a lot of action around the track, uh, you know, whether it be battling here and guys putting the bumper and long and short run cars. And, uh, you know, you saw a little bit of it, but I think uh, you saw what teams came out and swung and hit the ball last night on the setups and, and the new configuration for this short track with this new car. Um, and then you saw a lot of guys that you're used to seeing do really, really well at Martinsville struggle, uh, if not for the whole race, a good part of the race. So. Uh, I think it's something that they, the team's just got to go back, look at the data they gain off of this, uh, you know, and just try to try to make a better swing at it when we get back there in the in the fall because we all know uh, that that second race in Martinsville is a really really big one. So uh, we're gonna have to wait and see what they do. But yeah, big congratulations out there to William Byron. I mean, the kid seems like he he's definitely one of the most consistent and best uh, drivers out there with this next gen car right now. I mean, he. he comes home with the win at the all-new Atlanta, you know, totally different, you know, style racing than what we've seen anywhere before, wins that one, just been running really consistent all season long, turned around last night, and, and as you said, PJ, becomes the first repeat winner of uh, the 2022 season, and I, I, to be honest, I mean, when you look over there at the Hendrick camp, um, you know, I mean, you're seeing the five car, our, our champion from last year, struggle a little bit uh, in the past few weeks. Um, you know, it, not a bad race there at Martinsville, but not a great one. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're used to seeing after a season like last season, him dominating and, and possibly winning 13 races, you know, winning a lot. Um, but just being up front almost every single week. And then we, we reset the clock and we have a new car and, and it seems like he's, he's struggling a little bit. So I think that just speaks volumes on what NASCAR did with the setups on these cars and the equipment that the, that they allow the race teams to run and and kind of the box they put them in. Um, so I mean, there again, I, I, you know, Denny Hamlin, uh, another prime example last night. I mean, struggled the whole race, went a lap down in in the first stage. I mean, that's <laughs> you know that's unheard of at Martinsville for Denny. And and I tell you, you know, I think he had 16 top fives out of 32 starts there with. I don't know, five or six wins or however many wins. And, I mean, he just you're used to seeing the 11 car up front contending for that win, and, and he was just off. Uh, Kevin Harvick, another guy, started out, had a pretty good, decent first stage, turns around, uh, you know, 14th finish, uh, and not bad, but not great, especially after the run he had at Richmond. So I think that it's week in and week out these teams have to – 
really be on point and really have that set up in the car off the truck um, at, at some of these racetracks, as we're saying. I'm not going to say every week, but uh, a lot of them that we're seeing, these guys have to come good because it's just there's there's only so much adjustment you can do while you're there, uh, especially on the short track. And if you if you swing and miss and you're done, you're done for the night. So. Uh, yeah, a little little uneventful race there at Martinsville, but that happens sometimes, man. But, uh, you know, we got a good one coming up here this Easter Sunday, and I'm sure we'll talk about that here in a bit. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it, man, for sure. Man, I'm with you. Some great points there, and honestly kind of kind of hit it on the head there, making some uh, great points about sometimes these guys just to unload it and they they got a rocket ship right and i saw i think we saw a couple of those and not only that but some of the guys that that are normally up there unloading and and not being great and when you get that you kind of see this kind of race develop where uh, a couple guys just just seem untouchable and that just kind of seemed how it was uh there last night i mean we've seen plenty of races like that think about martin truex jr a few years ago at charlotte in the coke 600 a couple guys unloaded kind of struggled he unloaded perfect and boom uh, it's absolute snooze fest, right? So, and as you mentioned, uh, guys that normally we see up there not having as good of a race. You have Denny Hamlin finishing 28th. You have Martin Truex Jr., who went through a lot of different things there last night, finishing 22nd. Brad Kislowski finishing 17th, who's normally uh, up there in the mix there at Martinsville as well. So, I I think you you nailed it there. Kind of that combination of guys unloading with a rocket ship and figuring this thing out and, and guys struggling with it, uh, especially with maybe with, with the car uh, itself as well. And I think a lot of people can look at this and say, all right, well, we had a race like that at Martinsville and we have a new car. It's got to be exactly that. Brandon, how do you kind of view that with this new car, how it's raced on the short track packages so far, and is it too soon to look at, well, maybe this package just doesn't race well at Martinsville, maybe this package just isn't very great at short tracks, but maybe we should change it a little bit. Is it is it too soon to talk about that or think about that here with this next-gen car? Yeah, I think I think here we are, a brand new piece of equipment, you know, that everybody's got to relearn. I mean, everything that we knew from the past, you know, five, six, seven, eight years, data-wise, uh, is gone. And even with the the generations, let's say the past two generation cars that we've had, I'm sure there was a lot of information that that carried over. One, I mean, you've been building your own brakes and rotors and and chassis and different parts and, and different things for so many years, right? And now all of a sudden, it's a third party. They're mandated. Here you are. These are the parts. Put the car together. And you race it, which I think they got what they wanted. It, it equaled the playing field. I mean, you're seeing a lot of different names at the top that you're not used to seeing, and it's not the same run-of-the-mill names. And I think that's a great thing for the sport. With that being said, I think what you're seeing is like we saw at Richmond, William Byron won, had a, a really good run at Richmond, and then carries right over to Martinsville and, and, and wins the race. So to me, that tells me the 24 or maybe Hendrick somewhat has – a, sh- a short a short track setup in this next gen car that they're ahead of the field, but um, I think it's just a learning curve. I mean, I, I say you know here we are, and and I've read some stuff on social media, people down in the next gen car and this and that, and we've had our reserves about it and different things. Um, but at the end of the day, you look at it like this. I mean, it it is an awesome piece of equipment. It's equal to sport. It's the first year. Man, wait till we get to next year and the third year. And, yeah, I'm sure NASCAR is going to change some things and strengthen some parts or or weaken some parts up or do some different things. But 
the big teams are going to come back. I mean, they have so many high-paid, highly intelligent, you know, engineers that, that study these parts and figure out, okay, this is the box I'm in. How can I make this car work better or go faster? Um, so I think it's one of those things. I think it's just a little bit too early to tell. Now, the one thing I will say that I've noticed on the short track, it, even even though Richmond and Martinsville are two totally different style racetracks, we've seen things come into play that we hadn't seen in the past. I mean, Think about the Kevin Harvicks and the Denny Hamlins and the Kyle Bushes and, and the Kurt Bushes and these guys that have been in this sport for so many, so many years and learned a certain way. So now we go to Martinsville and in this next gen car, we're shifting. We're downshifting and upshifting. And it really on that bigger wheel is upsetting that car. I mean, we saw it last night. You know, we saw it in practice. These guys, you know, downshift and upshift in the center of those turns in Martinsville and it, it wanted to chatter the rear end or kick the car out. And you saw it in the hands. They had to fight it. So, uh, to there again, you're asking a, a you know, an old dog to learn a new trick in a way. I mean, these guys have to relearn their driving style. Um, and I think that there again, with some of the best names and the biggest and best drivers in the sport of auto racing, it you're seeing it happen before your eyes. You're watching these guys relearn driving styles and relearn different things. And I think what you're seeing is the the resurgence of these young younger guys, the the William Byrons, the Ross Chastains, the you know. Tyler Reddick's, uh, the Austin Dillons, these guys grew up simulating, you know, even though they, whether it was at the house or whether it is a part of their training, they spent a lot of time in the sim rigs. And in the sim rig, you're able to do this kind of stuff. I mean, especially with William Byron and his background, you're you're able to learn this kind of stuff without having to learn it on the fly. And I think you're starting to see a lot of the older guys get involved a little bit more in their training aspect of the sim. So I, there again, the sport's just changing. It's evolving. I think we need to give it a couple years. Um, if the racing doesn't change some aspects, which I've had no problem with it i think I'd, it's amazing i think it's done great uh the one downfall to me was the tire we get a couple things lined out man we're going to have really 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 good racing and on top of that we're not even going to be talking about you know remember when we're just going to be looking forward to going man this is this is getting great i mean we've had more cautions this year we've had first time winners this year we've had more lead changes this year in the sport so obviously the next gen car is helping the sport be more consistent and more favorable for guys to be able to showcase their talent and not so much money and equipment so to me i love it and it's only up from here man i'm with you and and coming in again with those extremely good points uh, i I think you're you're looking at that very well when you talk about the shifting you talk about the sims um and and being able to get that training as well and and just kind of a new age uh, the sport evolving and uh, when when a sport evolves like this especially an x-gen car comes in like this when when some of the uh best racers out there are some of the older guys you're going to see that kind of changing a little bit and and uh see some of them hit it on the head see some of them not and maybe see a little bit of a changing of uh, the guard as well and that's not necessarily a bad thing you know we've been waiting for some of these young guys uh, to start getting in victory lane and making their their faces known for sure and I, I think they've been able to do that this year without a doubt and like you said I I, I think give it some time absolutely give, give some time for these teams to figure it out give a couple trips for uh, these drivers to figure it out and I think we'll see some some great racing and we already have we already have it at most of these tracks. I think even even last night, you know, there were some there were some spots that were, there there was some really good racing. So just because there was one race that wasn't extremely eventful, NASCAR fans doesn't mean we got overall everything. Let's figure it out. Let's let these teams figure it out. That's what they do 
best. But we'll come back. There's another race there at Martinsville that we want to talk about. And yeah, Dale Jr. was in it for sure, and that was great to see. But that's not the only point we got to talk about about the Xfinity race there from Martinsville. We'll come back talk about that here on Green White Checkered. And welcome back, Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you. Be sure also to check out Rubbin and Grubbin every Wednesday night there at Coach's Corner with our guy Brandon Bain. Uh, Wednesday night at six, and he'll go over everything NASCAR. Get get you caught up to date. Get you ready for each weekend there in NASCAR racing. If you can't make it, be sure to tune in, Coach's Corner. Facebook live feed for Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night there at 6. But Brandon, uh, on Friday night, yeah, the Xfinity race uh, there from Martinsville, and man, was it eventful. Of course, my favorite driver, NASCAR Hall of Famer, Dale Jr. was in the race. He comes home 11th, and uh, always great to see uh, Jr. on the track uh, for kind of this this one-year show that he's able to put on. And uh, not only that, but hey, a NASCAR Hall of Famer uh, racing in the Xfinity Series, I, I think that's something that... Re- a rare thing that's that's really cool to see in general. But, man, the last lap of the race was really exciting. After that was kind of really exciting as well. But Brandon Jones makes that uh, last lap pass there on Friday night, snapping a 50-race winless streak and uh, able to get in victory lane there at Martinsville. Landon Castle coming home second, his uh, career best finish there. A.J. Allmendinger there in third. Sam Meyer uh, finished in the top five, but he and Ty Gibbs uh, got into it after the race there. Ty Gibbs led a race-high 197 laps there, but obviously... They had a couple run-ins on the track and then had a, a run-in as well after the race. So a lot of excitement, a lot of action there in the Xfinity race on Friday night, Brandon. Yeah, i tell you what, uh, I love it, PJ, that you mentioned Dale Jr. I know that's your favorite driver, and to be honest, man, I love seeing him out there too. And he had an eventful race, man. He had a good race car, hung out right there inside, outside, top 10 for most of the night, got caught up, got spun out, came back up through the field. I mean, it was eventful, so he still got it, man. He still He's still able to young with these run, uh, run with the young guys out here, and uh, I enjoy seeing that. But yeah, what an what an amazing race, man! I tell you what, the truck race and the Xfinity uh, race there at Martinsville were absolutely show stopping, man. I mean, those guys uh, put on a great show for all the fans, and you're really there again, getting to see a lot of the young talent that's coming up in the sport. So uh, yeah, an amazing man. And I tell you, the one biggest thing, PJ, and the biggest issue that I have with the Ty Gibbs and the and the Sam Mayer thing is, man. Look, we all know they got history through the Arca series. They've been rivals. They kind of came up through the ranks with each other. They're both talented guys, and I'm sure it comes back to well, one's grandfather's Joe Gibbs, and you know the other one probably had to work a little bit harder for what he's got. But both of them are great talents, man. Uh, the biggest issue I have with all that is one, it's Martinsville, man, and, and you can dominate and, and lead a race and lose it, but you got to maintain your cool. And you would especially hope a kid of uh, that pedigree and coming from Joe Gibbs, especially uh, that you know. He'd be humble and be able to kind of maintain himself. I love the fact he stuck up for what he believed in, uh, but at the end of the day, I think it was bad for him for sure, man. But uh, when you when you go back and look at it, look at it like this: we've seen Ty Gibbs move how many people uh, to get these wins in Xfinity Series. You know, it's all fair game when he's the one putting the bumper to it for a win. Um, and he even mentioned it. He said, "Well, I felt like it wasn't for a win." But in Sam Meyer's case, it was, man. They had that hundred thousand dollars dash for cash there in the Xfinity Series. He need to finish ahead of AJ. Almondinger, uh, you know, and and that's what it was. He kind of put the bumper to him to try to get there and, and get the hundred thousand dollars. So everybody's got their own agenda, um, you know, and that's that. The, on the tracks, on the track. Now after that. 
I tell you what, I say it all the time. I'll say it again, man. I really cannot stand when these guys get out of the car with their helmet on and want to fight. Uh, you know, honestly, that's just me. That's another bad form thing. I mean, it's smart, you know. I mean, nobody can punch you in the head, right? I mean, they're going to hurt their hand. Uh, but uh, I just think that was something that probably shouldn't have gone that far. Um, and I really, and it really, what it kind of did is put a dark spot on the overall race at Martinsville for me. I mean, those guys were putting on an amazing show. I mean, Brand, it took away from Brandon Jones' moment that he came up and, and got that win, and it took away from a lot of just the, the overall excitement and racing that we saw. So uh, that's the only downfall to me I see in it. I mean, I know they say they talked it and got it squared up, but hey, man, I, I tell you what, I don't think race car drivers ever forget something like that so uh, i would expect a little bit more drama at some point in time this year between those two for sure yeah man i'm with you and, and that's a really good point there there's so many different things so many special moments there at the end and after that race that that we could have focused on and could have been talking about more and even the tv could have focused on more there other other than the fight if that wouldn't have happened so that's that's kind of frustrating there i mean yeah, i have brandon jones just snapping at a 50 race winless streak a guy that he's pretty young but still was already kind of getting talked about does he deserve this ride could he lose it then he gets in victory lane like that that is huge for him wish we could have spent more time with that you have dale jr getting out of the car and and having a beer there by the car in martinsville sharing that not only with guys with from jr motorsports but other guys around the series as well coming to his car cracking open a beer and having a good time eating a martinsville hot dog even signing a quarter panel of one of the drivers there forgetting his name but one of the drivers uh there who who was just happy and excited to be racing with him i think that's really cool could have spent more time with that but couldn't because of the fight so that certainly a very good point and i'm with you man once i see and i feel like as a driver once you see someone getting combative with their helmet still on uh sure you're protecting yourself whatever uh but you start to not take that guy very seriously anymore and that's that's frustrating because ty gibbs is such a good talent uh but when it comes to something like that yeah and it can be a danger to people around you too i I mean sure you're protecting yourself but if you land on someone or something it it could very well hurt someone who's not even in the altercation so yeah if you're going to go up and have a conversation with someone take your helmet off first so they can hear you Uh, i know sam Mayer was kind of getting physical and getting uh in in ty Gibbs face there a little bit and sure you're gonna react to that I think but man take the helmets off discuss things and if it becomes physical it becomes physical and and handle it amongst yourselves but uh certainly don't like to see that and and hate to see that but either way an exciting race there for the xfinity series and brandon jones getting the victory now we've had some exciting finishes in the nascar cup series so far throughout the year some first time winners too we'll talk about that we come back here on Green White Checker. Green White Checker here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you. Be sure also to check out Brandon Bain on Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night there at Coach's Corner at 6.30. Catch up with uh, all your NASCAR news. Get you ready for the racing weekend. If you can't be there live, be sure to check in on the Coach's Corner Facebook. Facebook Live there, Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night at 6. But Brandon, yeah, obviously I can't wait for next week, but let's look back at, at kind of what we've seen. One of the big storylines of this year, 
first-time winners. You have Austin Sindrick, the rookie, putting his name on the list of Daytona 500 winners. And not only that, but gets his first win there in the Daytona 500. You also have Chase Briscoe, who didn't luck into it by any means. He went out there and dominated, took it, won that race at Phoenix. And he was up there all day and was able to come home with the victory. And then Ross Chastain, the exciting, uh, crazy last lap uh, there where he gets an A.J. Allmendinger, who gets an Alex Bowman, and, and get, you know, a physical race there. But he comes home with a win at the Circuit of the Americas. So some first-time winners, and not only that, but, I mean, th- these are guys that have been up there competing and since they've won have, have been in the top ten, top five every single week. Yeah, I tell you, P.J., man, uh, those guys, I mean, there again, you're getting to see the young talent that's in the sport. I mean, these guys are coming up um, and contending for those wins. I mean, you know, to start the season out from a guy uh, in Austin Cendrick, we knew he was coming into good equipment. We've seen him in the Xfinity Series. We know he's very talented, but you, it usually takes a little while, especially for something like that. And uh, for him not only to come out and be a rookie and win the you know Daytona 500 and also lock down the first win of his career, I mean, that that's a big box to check off. You know, it kind of gives you that confidence going, man, you know, I can, I can run with these guys. I, I belong here. You know, I've earned this. So I think that was awesome. Chase Briscoe, man, I tell you there again, another guy down there in trucks and Xfinity we watched come up and, and a young, talented, great driver and Stuart Haas saw that. And, um, you know, the one thing I will say about Tony is he seems to go out and find guys that fit into the style of team and the style of organization that they run there at Stuart Haas. I mean, it, it's guys that a lot of folks kind of sleep on, but he sees something in the talent or sees something in their driving style or personality that he really likes and, and it's going to be a really good fit for Stuart Haas. So um, for him to kind of bide his time, get the kid up there, man, and, and watch him come out and get that first win, amazing as well. And, and Ross Chastain, I mean, you know, you want to talk about a guy that's paid his dues, a guy that's been in the sports for long, the ups and downs that all come along with it. I mean, Ross Chastain has definitely rode the career roller coaster there. So, um, you know, big kudos to him and watching him come out and get that win and, uh, you know, get the, get the bust the watermelon, you know, almost like a like a Gallagher type of finishing move there, you know, when he wins. So I think that's cool. And uh, I, I think, you know, with everything that we're watching and the, and the first time winners and all the young guys and, and people running up front, uh, you know, week in and week out and different names being in that top 10, I think one thing that the sport that you're getting to see a lot of now that we might have been missing there for a while, minus a couple guys, is a lot of driver personality. Uh, you're getting to see the characteristics of these guys, you know, not only as race car drivers, but as people as well. And I think that is amazing for the sport. I mean, you know, you want to connect somehow with a guy that you're rooting for every Sunday or Saturday or, or Friday night if you're a huge truck fan. So I think that's the biggest thing that we're seeing, man. And, and I, to be honest, PJ, we're probably going to see a couple uh, more first-time winners. I mean, there's a couple guys out there that, uh, you know, are, are right there chomping at the bit. And uh, I, it's not going to surprise me to see quite a few of them get that win. I mean, the 99 comes to mind for sure. I mean, it, he's there. He's he's running. I mean, especially here we are coming into a Bristol dirt race next Sunday. I mean, come on, man. We saw him, what, he finished top four there on the first time ever. Uh, so, I mean, who knows? Maybe he comes out and, and seals the deal this time. I mean, but, uh, yeah, I tell you, there's there's going to be some more first-time winners for sure before this season's over. And uh, I'm going to get in here. i got to get to work, brother. But I tell you what, man, it's always a blast doing this with you every Sunday morning. And uh, we got a good one coming next Sunday. So if y'all are out there listening, make sure you tune, uh, tune in. Green, white, checkered uh, every Sunday, man. What a blast, PJ. Thank you, brother. No, absolutely, man. Oh, always a blast. And uh, certainly appreciate you joining us here on Green, White, Checkered. Uh, Brandon Bain.
Green uh, here with us. But yeah, no, he's exactly right, and I think. Yeah, if there was a guy I'd I'd say to keep your eye on for the next first time winner, I, I that's exactly who I'd say is Daniel Suarez in that ninety nine. So happy for him as well after kind of I think brought up a little too quickly there with Joe Gibbs racing and then also uh, kind of getting kicked to the curb a little bit too quickly as well and has been able to really make the most of his new opportunity there at Team Trackhouse and I think he'll end up in victory lane by the end of the year. I think we'll see some more first time winners by the the end of the year without a doubt but yeah they, they've certainly put their stamp on this season and let it be known hey we're here and we're, we're not going anywhere by any means either and I think that's the part I've liked the most of they've stayed consistent and uh, first-time winners and maybe even some prospective first-time winners that are up there running well every single week and getting after it and love to see those personalities shine through as well they're they're not backing down and they're certainly not going to throughout the rest of of the season. So can't wait for that. As we said, come back next week, every Sunday morning, green, white checkered here on ESPN radio from nine to nine 30. We'll have Bristol dirt race next Sunday evening. So we'll talk all about that here next week on green, white checkered on ESPN radio. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Stay safe. God bless.